Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. We are having the 12 days of Old Foe, and I believe we are on day nine. Am I correct, Josh? That's right. On the ninth day of Old Foe, Fanboy brought to me a 90-proof single barrel. This is a Old Forester single barrel 90-proof, and unfortunately for our listeners, I don't think you're going to be able to find many more 90-proofs on the shelf However, because I love the 90 proof, we just had to drink it. So this one is a Cox's and Evergreen Liquors uh, single barrel store pick that you're no longer going to find on their shelf. But because it's here in Louisville, uh, I just thought you'll probably find quite a few of these out there that our listeners may have had a chance to get. A hold you will of. actually find a few of them because I do know that the Westport Road location still has a handful left. The last time I was there, which was just literally like two days ago. Okay, you didn't call me and offer to pick one you up. You already so had one. That doesn't mean anything. Okay, but, I, but thank I, you. If I go back this week, I'll pick you one up. I hear you, buddy. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. Uh, this is from Warehouse L Floor One, ninety proof single barrel. So today, um, you know, before today, we've done the Old Forester eighty six, the hundred, the signature. We tried the rye whiskey, then we drank through Whiskey Row series, uh, Statesman. And today we're diving into the single barrels for the first time. So uh, as a part of this today, we're doing uh, 90 proof, starting out low. We'll work our way up through the 100 and then the barrel strength. And uh, I guess on day 12, we'll try or sample something just a little different. But anyways, we had to try this because the Bourbon Bunker has a bunch of them because I stocked up once Old Forester announced I want to say end of last year or beginning of this year when they made the announcement that the 90 proof was going to come off of their list of bourbons they're producing. Uh, I just had to stock up because it is my daily drinker as a single barrel snob that I am. Um, they're all, they all have so much variety to them that you get something just different out of every bottle. And, and I've come to understand that even though the 90 is going away, uh, the hundred proofs, they're really satisfying the bourbon snob in me because they're just as damn good as you'll get to hear on the, I think it's 10th day when we go to a hundred proof single barrel. So these things are just, you're going to get anything from a honey orchard, which was one of the master taster selection ones that Favorite I love proof ever to a cherry picker, uh, which was probably number two. Um, I think Old Forester, you know, they've got some. Was the Sipswell with Steak a 90 proof? Sipswell with Steak was a 90 proof, and I got a couple of those in my collection that I traded back and forth for with some other people. And I did have to go and try it with Steak just because I'm, you know, silly like that. And it does sip well with Steak. And it does. And it's it does. a good, good whiskey. Uh, so you'll find if you're located local to Louisville and you're able to get some of the master taster selections that come out of the gift shop, you're going to get some amazing pours, whether they're 90 proof, 100 proof, or the, the barrel strength. So, um, I don't know, I feel a little bit of a snob to say that the single barrels are my daily drinker, but damn it, I just love them. Well, see, and you I, know that. I'm truly a single barrel snob. Like, I, I, most of the stuff in my liquor cabinet are single barrels and, and I just, I love the variety that a single barrel offers. So, so Tyler, if you don't mind, because you are the barrel procurement manager here at Old Forester, can you tell us what is the single barrel program? What's it about? 
obviously people can't get the 90 proof anymore, but you can tell us about, you know, what is to offer through the single barrel program. Yeah, absolutely. And 90 proof, as, as Josh was mentioning, it's, it's something that's no longer available though. We will have, uh, come see us over the next two weeks. We may have, uh, some, some of the, those old releases that were never picked up that were, are still available in the 90 proof, but it's still near and dear to our hearts kind of uh, ever-changing consumer demand and whatnot uh, prompted us to transition to 100 proof and barrel strength in May of this year. But uh, the 90 proof is still out there, and it's it's 90 proof because that's what we started our single barrel program off as. Um, and the sweet spot, right? And I mean, the sweet spot, what Old Forester was originally bottled at, just like the 1870s. So... Um, and yeah, I, I get the, the, the single barrel snob thing. That is one thing I cannot disagree with you about. Uh, my job never gets old. It never gets boring because every barrel is a fingerprint and whether it's different warehouses, uh, Scott's touched on the fact that it's all the same mash bill and all the same yeast strain, but, uh, different warehouses make a difference right down to the very trees that make up every stave in a barrel, those 40 to 50 different trees that are in a barrel. So each barrel is unique in its own way. There's never two that will ever be chemically identical or sensorily identical. And that's the fun part, you know? They're, they're, they're each their own little snowflakes. They're each these little unicorns and Stradivarius violins, whatever you want to equate them to. But uh, it never gets old just kind of trying to discern each one's personality. And while the 90 proof is no longer available, you can easily add a few drops of water to a 100 proof single barrel that we're now releasing and take it down to 90 if that's a w- where you like to, to drink it, Josh. Yep. Um, proof it down, right? Exactly. Proof it down. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not like good riddance uh, whatsoever. It's just... We have moved on and uh, excited for the future with the new Hunter Proof and barrel strengths that we will touch on in the, in the coming days here. So, <clears throat> A, I'm going to ask you kind of a nerd question, and then B, I'm going to let you lead us through the tasting on this one since uh, you probably actually tried this one when it went out the warehouse, for one. Um, but uh, if somebody was to try to proof down a bourbon from 100 to 90 proof, you know, and... I know when you go on the tasting and the tour here, they give you the little eyedropper and you can put one, two, three drops. Is, is there a certain number that gets you from a hundred to for a one ounce or a two ounce pour that gets you about that level? Yeah. One ounce. It, 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 there's a little bit of math involved, but pretty simple. Um, if you're, if you're going from 100 proof to 90 proof, you are going down 5%, right? 5% alcohol. So say you have one ounce of bourbon in there at a hundred proof you're going to want to add 5% of one ounce, which is probably a couple milliliters, two to three milliliters of water to take that down 5%. So is that roughly proof. like two drops? In, a, in one ounce, yeah, it's, it's probably about a five to six drops. Oh, five to six drops? Okay, so it's a lot there. more than I thought. So. Yeah. But you can, if you really want to get geeky for the geeks out there, get a little thing that measures by the milliliter and... Uh, and see how many milliliters you can do an equation on your calculator. How many yeah, that's milliliters too much are in and out? I am an engineer. There but, you go. But I just like to drink. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna measure. Add it a out. few drops of water if you like it. Great. If uh, you feel like you want a few more, 
add a few more. So Absolutely. the the bottle on this, just as a little background, has a black and gold uh, label at the bottom. It's got the single barrel kind of name to it. Tack strip is gold, got 90 proof on it with uh, the black and gold wraparound. It's really, it, it looks like a very fancy, um, well, hot up to do kind of uppity bottle. Um, but the bottle itself matches all of the Whiskey Row series. Uh, just a beautiful bottle. Yeah, it, that, that is one thing that I will say about Old Forester is that the bottle's the same, right? It doesn't matter. It's it, the bottle, the yeast strand, the the mash bill, it's all the same. So you all just change the label and the tax strip to make it uni- unique and, and different as far as that. And then obviously the way that you blend it and, and, and make those batches and things to that nature. So it's crazy on how different that is. So so Tyler, when you when you when you dive into this glass, what what are you getting? You know, so I, I'm I'm nosing it now. I'm gonna let you go over a couple of your nose, a couple of your notes while I'm nosing it and tasting it. Sure, sure. And yeah, I don't think I had the opportunity to taste this one, so this one is blind for me. Um, I think this is one of the maybe the last ninety proofs that uh, Cox is one of our local partners here picked um, via Skype or whatever uh, in market picks, but. This one is the fact that we just opened this. This uh, it definitely touches on that. What people are you hear blogs around going on about the neck pour and take take notes on the neck pour when you first open a bottle because it's totally different than any other pour you're ever going to get out of that bottle, and that's because of oxidation. You know, air getting in there. So that's so a this re- one. That's a real thing. It is, but I I don't give any credence to it because it. That bottle is only going to taste like that for like the first 30 seconds of its life that you open it. So it, I would wait 30 seconds because right. <laughs> you're going to get a lot closer to the the uh, official tasting notes. And these glasses have been sitting here way little, longer than 30 seconds. Well, exactly. And it, in, in that time, it's gone through tr- uh, changes and transitions already. I've been, I've been nosing it. It started out like fresh apple pie and apple juice mixed with this little bit of mint. Uh, when we first started, um, you know, talking about the single barrel program and whatnot, I was getting more of this iodine and mint and leather kind of, uh, earthy qualities to it. Now it's unfolding to more, it's, it's juicy again. It's fruity again. Um, I wanted to call this refreshing and, and I'm not sure that I could put any other phrase to it. You know, I made reference to the honey orchard and the apples and everything else of that one, but this one is very light, very, uh, in your mouth, it's airy. It's, it's, it's got that apple flavor to it without being really strong apple, but it noses beautifully. It's got a great mouthfeel to it. It's it a was. delicate apple fruit, you know, yeah. flavor to it. And as it as it as it opens, I'm getting more of these richer fruit notes, like an overripe mango, almost overripe banana, something like that going on, uh, combining with that kind of apple and spice and everything. Nice. So it's weird now that you say the mango. That's kind of that, that fun. That yeah, it's kind of the the flavor that I'm getting when you say that. So as we're talking through the single barrel that we have in front of us, and over the next few days of the 12 days of old foe as you're listening, I would encourage you to, uh, work through your bottle, whatever, whether it's a barrel strength or whether it's a hundred proof and 90 proof, you're going to get something completely different than we do. 
um, unless you have this exact same one. And then even then, your palate's going to be different than mine and different than Tyler's and Scott's. So uh, that's just part of the beauty of the single barrel is you're going to get what you get out of it based on your palate, based on your your nose, your aroma, maybe what you ate for dinner that day or, or the eggs you had for breakfast if you're drinking in the morning, which you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. So, you know, whatever you had is going to have some impact to that. So I did a, I did a unique experience or experiment, I guess, would be the best way to put it on experience. But uh, did myself... You, did you actually drink all day? I, well, I've done that multiple times, but um, I guess it was probably about three or four days ago I sat down and I literally pulled out of my spice cabinet, nutmeg, cinnamon, vanilla, um, you know, different things like that. And then I brought out a bag of pecans. I bought out a bag of walnuts and I drank three or four different bourbons and then tried each one of those with those things, with trying to add different things to my sensory levels to say, hey, what am I picking up out of this bourbon on this particular, you know, fragrance and things like that to try to really hone my skills because you know obviously doing a podcast I want to I want to at least act like I know what I'm talking about because there's some days I feel like I, I don't but it, it I felt like that helped me a lot especially like whenever I'm starting to pick up like those those baking spices like there's certain things like clove and nutmeg and things that really drive true whenever you're trying bourbon um, that are more of those earthy flavors that it gives you that opportunity. So maybe that's something if you, if you're not super experienced in bourbon, maybe you want to grab a few of those baking spices out of your aisle, brown sugars and baking spices and smell them. Maybe, you know, put like one little taste on your tongue or different things like that. And then try bourbon with it and then see how that blends into those flavors that are coming out of the bourbon. It's a great point. Uh, and you know, going through like the sommelier program, that's, that's one thing you, you kind of have to do and you can do it with bourbon. Go pick up the five main fruits, an apple, a banana, a peach, uh, an orange and taste your bourbon and smell these four or five fruits. And that's how you really start to develop your palate. But I'd like to encourage you to bake me a pie the next time you get all the spices out. I mean, we could probably do that, but I don't, I don't typically bake pies that often. I'm more of a... Eat the pie? I'm, well, I obviously look like I eat the pie, but I'm more of like the custard, peanut butter, you oh. know, more of the, the, the less not baking pies pie oh, guy. Here we are, uh, pecan pie, or what is it, derby pie here in the <sighs> city of Louisville? Derby pie. You could make me a pie. So you know what? We, we, we make a variance of derby pie. We, we, we call it Pegasus pie because we can't call it derby pie. But we actually, um, it's very similar, but it's got more of a pecan pie, but it's got less chocolate. But it's still pretty damn fire. What, what a beautiful flavor to this single barrel. I just took a big drink. And, and this is why I... My second love, which started with the 1910 and then moved into the single barrel. It's a beautiful pour. It is. I don't have any complaints about this. No, it's got those fruits up front. It's got some baking spices on the backside. It's just, it's, it's, it touches all the bases that you want on a bourbon. Um, Even the vanilla comes in kind of at the very, very end. It's kind of a little, you know, uh, I guess a finishing flavor and, and it's just, it's just super, super smooth, super good. Like I told you, you can if you're lucky and you listen to this and it's still there. There are a couple left at the Westport store. You can go in and don't, see don't, see the team don't, over there. Don't don't listen to them. I'm going there after the podcast and I'm picking them up. So <laughs> you stop. can still come by the distillery. We might have a few. <laughs> 
Well, not these. These are Cox's picks. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Don't worry. Sips well with steak, which is in the gift shop, is beautiful. And get it. It is definitely. It's definitely a great pour. I've got two of them, so I'm. Uh, I've been. I've been sipping on mine. But I can't wait till I'm saving the rest of them for spring when I start grilling again. Okay, so at the bourbon bunker at the house, I have a whole bunch of open bottles. My twenty wife, plus. I'm probably fifty plus, but <laughs> I've got a whole bunch. But I don't actually have that many open bottles of Old Forester. I have a ton of Old Forester bottles. However, when I open one of the single barrels, unless it's Honey Orchard, you or, drink it. I tend to drink through it. Because it's just, I, I don't know, there's something about it that I just feel like I have to, when I start that bottle, I've only got one or two of the single barrels open that are the 90 proofs right now because I just love them so much. I just go through them and drink them. So take them to the shoulder, Josh. Let them sit for a month or so. Open a couple more. Let, let them go to the shoulder. And then let's go back and revisit them, and then we can really, really, you know, try them. That is so much restraint for me <laughs> to have a 90-proof single barrel sitting on my, my bourbon bunker table that has sat there for that long. Honey Orchard is the only one that I have let do that because I didn't want to miss it when it was gone. But I won't tell you how many I have stocked away of it either. So <laughs> Yeah. So. Um, if you want to find us at Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. You can get in. You can grab, uh, what is it, um, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. You can look at any of those mediums. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button. That gets you your episodes as they're getting released and gives you the opportunity to get them right off the hot press as soon as they're released. So um, this is Scott, Josh, and Tyler. We're signing off. Old foe fanboy out. Cheers, guys. <laughs>